Hello and welcome back to another episode of our One More Glass of Wine podcast. Today, we are joined by David van Skolkweek, our viticulturist. We've had you on here before. Our listeners really enjoyed your podcast. So thank you for taking some time out of your really busy, busy schedule right now and coming and sitting with us. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jeremy. Nice to be here. And I'm, I'm glad you and the listeners accept my my Afrikaans accent <laughs> and invited me again. <laughs> uh, just to give the listeners a little bit of an insight, we've been, we're trying to install Afrikaans Mondays <laughs> so, so that I can get a little bit better at my Afrikaans. No, no, we've got some good areas here in South Africa, some in the free state especially. So we need, we, we need to cater for those guys as well. No, yeah, no, I, I get you, I get you. <laughs> we somehow need to work out how to put subtitles on, <laughs> on a podcast. But Darby, thank you for joining us. It is currently the second of March and that's actually really important for us listeners that are listening um, this is the busiest time out on our farm we're currently in the middle of harvest so again thank you David for taking time out of your really busy schedule to come and sit with us what have we just harvested what's going out in the vineyards right now so today was very exciting for us we started off with our first cab for the year um, so that was that was very nice to see that coming in and it really really looked amazing but uh, yeah, we've been going for quite a while now. So we've we've finished with all our um, white grapes from the farm, our Chardonnay, our old vine Chardonnay, which also came in very, very nicely. It, it was a little bit later than usual, but um, we had a good yield there for old vines. I and mean, we, we're very happy with that. Um, and uh, again, good quality uh, came off there. Uh, we finished last week with our Cabernet Franc and earlier last week, our Merlots, which also came in very nice. Um, we, some vintages we found a little bit difficult for our Merlots, but uh, this, vint uh, this vintage especially, we, we, we're quite excited to see what's coming. And um, the Cab Franc, um, I must say, that looked amazing from the start of the season. Um, since budding, I've told Mark, this, uh, <laughs> this, keep, this is the one we're looking for. Keep, keep your eye on that Cab Franc. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good vintage for Cab Franc. Oh, very interesting. That's so cool. I love how from so early in the season, you were able to recognize that that's going to be an absolute bomb. <laughs> well, it's only, it's <laughs> let's so, hope it's, only let's hope it's the same in the tanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you've done all your hard work. It's not time. Mark better not mess it up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we say you're super busy. Let's let's walk our listeners through what, in, you, what you do for your day-to-day -day, when you start what you're looking at and then how you end off your days yes yeah, so it is a super busy time for us in the year but it's actually very it's the most rewarding time of the year for me i mean i honestly it's it's um coming to work is an absolute pleasure um, pleasure you come in early in the morning and um and really i mean you come and pick the fruit of your hard work <laughs> the uh, <fruits laughs> <of> your labor. <laughs> so so it's really a fun time for us the the Hard work has, has been done um, throughout the season. So um, it's it's not much that you can change now. It, the, the big challenge is to get the grapes off as early as possible and bring it to, to the seller and Mark and his team and as early as possible to bring in nice and cool grapes. So if, to me, it's important to the day before we pick a specific vineyard to, to prep that vineyard well. Um, so we, the afternoons, uh, the, yeah, like the afternoon before we would remove the, the, the berries on the, um, uh, the the leaves on the morning sun side so that the grapes doesn't hang in the sun um, the previous day. So um, they're in the shade in the afternoon, but then we open up on the morning side just for the pickers to be, uh, pick it easier. And it's a very much quicker process and we don't get a lot of leaves with the picking. And, um, so th and then if there's anything th funny in the vineyards that I've seen with our walkabouts, if there's some raisins or... Mm -hmm. 
maybe a little bit, a couple of pink berries or whatever, then we can go and remove that beforehand. It's much easier to remove those things in the vineyard than bringing it into in, the cellar. Into the cellar, yeah. Okay, very cool. So, yeah, then early morning we try to start as, as soon as possible. As, as soon as the guys can see what they pick, we start picking. Um, so some morning, as as someone can, <laughs> yeah, as long as you can see your hands, so, you can pick. Uh, yes, uh, so <laughs> on full moon, we start earlier. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we honestly try to pick, start as um, early as possible, and it's better to get the grapes in as cool as possible. So okay. Uh, yeah, thanks, Jeremy. No worries. Sorry, I jumped and in and just decided, you know, I think we need a little bit of wine to wet our lips here. <laughs> no, great. And uh, it's quite a fitting wine considering that today commemorates the first day of this vintage as harvesting Cabernet oh. Sauvignon. We've got the 2018 vintage of our Cabernet Sauvignon. Great. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Jeremy. Hey, Thank no, you so much. Very exciting. I mean, uh, Cab's our flag bearer. That's what we grow most on our vineyard. It's what we're known for. Is this a vineyard you enjoy dealing with? Is this a cultivar you enjoy cultivating throughout the season yeah I, I, the to have cabernet at waterford is the i mean it's such an amazing grape to work with here um it's our most important grape but probably the grape that needs the least attention and it just shows how imbalanced the plant is um it's it's so happy it naturally just grows perfectly and it needs so little work um, and uh, it, it, which to me is a good sign that it, it it's it, a happy plant. It yeah. belongs here. Oh, that is so cool to hear. Yeah, and I mean we obviously have different sites on the farm, um, different soil types, um, and uh, different slopes. So we use a couple of clones, and uh, but again, it's it's so interesting to work with it. And with every batch of cabinet we're bringing in, we try to keep everything as far as possible separate, and really. Um, after harvest, um, after fermentation, we taste through all of them and really evaluate every Cabernet uh, vineyard that we've got on the farm to see how did it perform, is there a place for a room for improvement, is there something I can tweak a little bit in the vineyards um, just to improve the the wine quality, but it's really such a fun cultivar to work with on the farm. That's so cool. Really love how you guys keep it apart so you can actually have a look at how individual blocks are doing. It, it, it is really, it is so important to be able to do that. And we've got the privilege to be that we, we've got a variety of size tanks here um, in the cellar that we can do it. So um, it is, it does help a lot. And um, I, I believe that is part of the big success that we can really evaluate every little section on its own. That is incredible. So tasting this wine, I don't want to throw you too much in the deep end here, <laughs> but it has got beautiful velvety soft tannins. I mean, it is a little bit more of a robust vintage 2018. Um, it's got a lot more richness. It's got beautiful fruits, lots of uh, darker cherries, darker fruits on the nose. Why did this vintage shape up to kind of land up being this bottle? The, it's very interesting. I mean, 2018, we just came out, uh, out of drought, um, a very long drought that we've had in, in the Western Cape. And 2018 was actually quite a big vintage. Um, it was way above average. Oh, wow. And, um, and it's amazing to, to, to still get those concentrated flavors um, in the wine. Um, it, it was quite warm, although we did have a lot of growth and um, a little bit of wetness, but with heat, so it was a little bit all over. Okay. But um, it, it, we was quite, we were quite worried about the the amount of grapes um, that that's hanging that year. But um, I mean, still, it came out beautifully, and it's it's just amazing to see how a vineyard can can adapt and um, 
transform itself out of a drought, then back into normal conditions. Yeah, it's incredible, hey? Yeah. This thing's just grow and adapt <laughs> to the environment. That's amazing. So let's jump into harvest. Okay, how is this 2023 harvest looking? So, Tim, what stand out for me this year is really to see how the, the vines is keeping the shape. Um, we, I mean, we had, we have, we had thunder in December. We had a, a spell of 28 millimeters of rain oh, wow. uh, in, in um, beginning of last month, uh, early Feb, uh, which is, was, I mean, not ideal for some cultivars, but I, it's amazing how, yeah, we didn't have any, had any problems, rot or anything like that. So I think the rain actually did very well, especially for some dryland guys. Um, that rain in December, I think was gold for them. Um, mm. On the farm, it was really, it was very dry in November, October, November was, a, was it, it's been dry, um, moderate temperatures, but constant winds, um, also not, not a massive wind speeds, but just constant weeds, uh, winds that really suppresses growth and make it n a nice and slow growing vineyard, okay. but obviously that dries out everything quite a lot. Um, humidity was quite high, but um, in all in all, I think good conditions, but what the standout for me is with that dry conditions, the vines hold out and uh, we didn't get yellow leaves. Um, the vines really stayed healthy. And, um, and, and then now with them ripening, the balance between the pH and the sugars and acid levels is really, really well. And uh, I think it's a great balance that we get with the phenolic ripeness. Um, I, I'm very excited. <laughs> That's incredible to hear. Very technical. Yes. I love that. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, I think that's such a testament to you and your team's hard work and dedication and attention to detail in the vineyard that, you know, we are able to get these amazing grapes and uh, amazing vintages coming through and we're able to craft the wine. It all kind of starts with you guys. Yeah. So speaking of the team, how do you prep your team for the day? How do you prep them for harvest? What is our kind of run through with them to make sure that everyone knows what we're doing and everyone's excited about what we're doing? I think they only, it, to me, the, the, the season starts with pruning. So uh, it, it's been a long season for them. The guys are tired. I mean, they've grafted October, November. It's been warm. We had hot days. We had people really suffer from, from a little bit of heat in December, January, early Jan. Um, so it's, um, it is tough out there, but uh, we all know we're working towards a common goal and they know why we do it and, um, and we do it together. I think that's the important thing. I mean, nobody's left behind and um, we support each other and uh, I think we, we work as a family. So it's, it's, it's the, that's the important thing that we, we're there for each other. Um, everybody's got their ups and downs and um, not such a fun days and uh, going through difficult times, but, but we know we, we're doing our jobs, but we do support each other uh, on a personal level as well and um, look after each other. Yeah, I love that camaraderie. That, <laughs> really, that is so cool to hear. Yeah. Um, I've had the, the privilege of coming out with your team and uh, harvesting with them. I cannot believe the speed that your team is able to work. Those people are incredible at what they do. How, I mean, let's walk our listeners who haven't seen a, a harvest, let's walk them through how a morning's harvest goes. You know, you've got your, your, your pickers, the guys with the, the shears, people running with the baskets. Yeah. How does that whole team operate to be so fluid? So to, to give you an idea, a, a, a good picker, um, 
and it all comes with experience. So those guys that are speaking so fast are all 40 years plus. So <laughs> it, it, the, the majority of them are is older than I am. So it, it's, it, it's, it's uh, people that's been doing this for years and uh, they really, really know what they're doing. And um, it's quite funny. I had one, this morning one of the most experienced people cutting their fingers. I think oh, it's the, my, the first year, uh, first time I've been in what seven, eight years I've been here that that person cut himself, cut herself. So oh, wow! Um, <laughs> shame, man. But a, a, a good picker can pick a ton of grapes uh, in a in a morning. So a ton a of ton. grapes. Yeah, no. They, so they 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 do graft. They they sure. move move very quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got our pickers. Um, we've, uh, at Waterford, we, with our logistics that we've got, we only uh, pick two vineyard rows at a time. And uh, we've got uh, one tractor, we're filling one tractor at a time. And um, it works well for us. And you've, we've got like two, three guys that's um, handing, passing the kisses onto the tractor. And uh, myself or Simon will be on the tractor handing it and in, um, empty it into a bin as gently and softly as possible. And then I- <laughs> Looking after the grapes. <laughs> yes. And then we'll have um, two ladies um, on the bin that would pick out any um, any leaves or um, unwanted bunches that we don't want. They would throw okay, that out. Forgive me. I'm going to try some Afrikaans here because this is something I hear David shout when, you, <laughs> when <laughs> we're on the vineyards. He says, we're making wine, not salads. <laughs> Picking up that the leaves is really important, obviously. Yeah, no, yeah, we don't, especially in 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 um in your more Bordeaux style um or Bordeaux grapes, you don't want that leafiness uh, going into the press or into the ferments. Um, you don't want to add any greenness um, with that. So yeah, we we were making wine, not selling. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I had a I had a good chuckle when I when I first heard you say that. Yeah, the the the, the other famous saying that uh, that you would hear in the field is "alcohol mark a bottle." So <laughs> every berry makes a bottle. <laughs> so, they, don't, oh, so don't, don't, don't waste the grapes. <laughs> oh, so true. You guys are going to make sure that you get everything yes. coming into the into the into the bottle into the cellar and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. Fantastic. So you've now done your harvest morning. You've got the grapes in. What are you doing to prep for the next day? You've already pretty mentioned you touched on it. Let's get a little bit of a deeper dive into it. Yeah. So, I mean, with chasing with the guys, motivating, running through the vineyards in the morning. I mean, we use a lot of energy during the morning and the afternoons is hot. So um, I try to keep it as relaxed as possible in the afternoons but I mean there is some work to get done so we would uh, go through the vineyards the the vineyards that we would pick the next day and uh, we will remove the the leaves um, or the majority of the leaves on the morning side so in the afternoon that will be in the shade which is quite nice for the people it's a little bit cooler mm -hmm. and um we would remove the, the leaves there so that it's easier picking the next morning and uh, the grapes are more visible. And uh, if there's anything um, unwanted in in the bunch, then between the berries, we would remove that as well. Okay. I mean, I, unwanted. I've heard stories of snakes and spiders landing up, being harvested and picked. <laughs> it does get your nerves up. It is quite scary that you, the amount of spiders that you would see there um, and uh, snakes and these little frogs that you would get in, in the bunches as well. Um, but I mean, it's amazing. I mean, that's nature. It just shows you that our... Um, uh, regenerative farming practices is working because you see so much life in there. So um, 
I love let's, that you touch on regenerative farming. Just to let everyone know, we've got two new cattle. <laughs> yes. The <laughs> the yeah. most adorable two little cattles. Yeah, so we, we still need to name them. Um, we're naming all the, all the, the cattle um, after co- different cover crops that we uh, grow on the farm. So the two new additions, they still need to we'll look at their personalities and see <laughs> if, if, if they would become a lupin or, or a medic or, oh, okay, or what so they will be. <laughs> you've got some names in mind already. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that is so cool. And I'm looking at you and you've got quite a fierce beard growing right now, David. <laughs> You're looking very bushy. I quite enjoy it. I must admit, why you, Why do you have such a fierce beard? <laughs> it's only this time of the year and it's not uh, one... Um yeah, one positive about it is saving a lot on sunscreen. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess that, that's why we started this uh, tradition on uh, at Waterford. Yeah, so when I started my, back in 2014, um, we decided we, we need to get a couple of traditions going. And uh, so this is a good indication of um, how the harvest is going or how long it's been going. Is So when the first grapes arrive, uh, we stop shaving. And... Uh, Till the last grapes arrives and then the next morning you will be clean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I'm sure some people are waiting for the moment that they can take the beards off. I know they get a little bit scratchy. <laughs> but I love how you don't have to buy sun cream. That is so cool. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's, it's all about tradition and you need to make it fun. So... Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's, for it's, sure, it's, definitely. It looks like a lot of fun out there, you guys. <laughs> There's a lot of shouting, a lot of good energy out there, and it really is cool to see the camaraderie that you and your team have. It is hard work. So, I mean, you, you, you need to make it fun and um, keep a positive vibe. Otherwise, I mean, it, out there, it's, it's hard work physically. It's hot. Um, back in the cellar, it's long hours. It's draining. Um, if you don't bring a fun element to it and make it make it a good vibe, then people will go down. So thinking on your feet, being agile, it's obviously incredibly important. Can you give us a, a recent example of where you had to kind of be quick, uh, solve a problem here or there? Yeah, so... Obviously, we're working with nature and uh, things can change very quickly. And in the beginning, I mean, the season for us starts with pruning. So you you have a goal, an idea, you want to get to a point to this goal with a vineyard. You, you might want so much crop and that much growth. But we're working with nature. It's not always possible. And um, like this season, for instance, um, the the cold weather in the winter came very late. It was actually quite a warm winter. And so the vineyards budded very uh, later than normal. And uh, But when they started to grow, um, it was very, very slow growth. And uh, so I, uh, no, other way around. It was quick growth. So it budded quite late and uh, we had quick growth. And uh, I thought we might be in for quite a vigorous season because of the quick growth that we had in the beginning. So in my mind, we were preparing ourselves. We might need to remove some leaves. Uh, we might we'll get a lot of vegetal growth, a lot of side shoots. And then October month came and those constant winds started to come. Um, and we didn't have, the wind wasn't strong enough to, to give us lateral growth. So I had a 
completely make a mind shift of no, we, we're not going to remove leaves. Um, the canopies is quite thin. We, we don't need to do that. We, we're actually working with a quite a lean uh, canopy this year and uh, with a lot of airflow, so it made it much easier. But you need to make that, you need to make that calls and so prep yourself, but you must be open to realize, listen, this is not happening. What you're thinking would have happened. nature is unpredictable. Yes. So, okay. but yeah, no, it is quite important. And um, like you're, not that we give a lot of irrigation on, on the farm, but it, that is something you, you, you see wet soils, and then before you know, it dries out very quickly and you need to prep yourself, especially with a lot of constant winds. You need to adapt and um, realize the stuff is drying out quicker. You need to make changes on your schedules. And uh, so no, you, there's a lot of ad hoc decisions, quick decisions that um, can make or break it. Okay, vigilance is, is obviously really important, your attention to the vineyard. It is, and you know, the, the that time there's no yeah nothing can buy time and you you get to know that with experience spending time out there working with the vineyards getting to know the seasons you that is that's the important thing of 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 being in the in the industry being for a long time at one place you get to learn things and because no season is the same and um so everything every time it's new but you you learn obviously every year there's something new to take from the vintage and um, you need to adapt. You've got a lot of permanent staff here on the farm. It's so lovely to go out into the vineyard and see familiar faces, so many happy faces. How is it working with the same group of people every single year? Yeah, Jeremy, that just brings that personal touch. I mean, it's uh, you get to know the people, they get to know the work. So we go through a lot of effort with training, and I need to buy the buy-in of the people on where we're going to, with the vineyards and uh, vineyards getting older we're treating them differently um, so that training is quite important and they understand it so it's so nice to have the same people that you explain to the story and they buy into it and they work with you towards a goal as opposed to every year they're having different people and um, you need to explain it again and they don't understand it all the time or um, hear the story but don't know completely what it's about so it it, it, it is vitally important to have that core team um, to to carry the message over and even with the picking they they do understand that this is an older vineyard um, this is an older vine the shape is a little bit different let's leave that vine rather pick the one next and we will come back for that vine um, because it, it's a little bit more vigorous, it's denser, it's got a bigger canopy, we uh, pick that one with the next picking. They, they understand that and they, because they've been working with it throughout the, um, the season and, and the previous year. So they, they really get to know the vineyards as well and um, it does help a lot. So let's get a little bit philosophical here. <laughs> you see growth on a day-to-day -day basis, you're out there growing vineyards. How amazing is that to see? And then contrast that now to the growth of people in the organization. I know we've got families who've worked here, kids now coming up. How cool is it to see this growth and uh, this kind of upliftment that's happening here at Waterford? I think that's why I enjoy my, my job so much because I get the opportunity to really work with nature and see the growth there and, and really yeah, be so close to nature. 
And then I am very much a people's person as well and um, love working with them. My wife always tells me I, I probably would have been a good teacher as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it's with having a, a core team like that, you really get to know each other personally very well. And uh, I mean, I've, we've walked, I've, there's a couple of the staff that can tell you stories. Paths. I've, I've worked, walked with them. Um, there's guys that I've done like a workshop with a life coach for two, three years. I've attended it with them. And it's really amazing to, to get to know people and see where people come from, understand the other culture and just to get that mutual respect for for who you are and who this person is and to get a better understanding of them. That is was that was such a big privilege to be be able to be part of that and walk that path with them. That was in, and to grow with them and uh, get to know each other so much better. And um, saying that now the it's there's families that's been here for a very, very long time. Um, there's, a, there's a photo in my um, office from 2001 <laughs> where, where the, these little kitties, um, Natasha and Brandon that's here with, in the tasting room with us, I think, I must say, they were probably six, seven years old. They're sitting <laughs> in that photo and today, and their parents is obviously working on the farm and, uh, or um, in the cellar storeroom. And uh, today they've they've worked themselves up that they in the tasting room as ambassadors there and uh, floor managers and so the, it's really really great to see that it is a future and um, you can work your way through through the ranks and um, yeah create create a good life for yourself. I love how you have this photograph <laughs> still hanging <laughs> from 2001 in your office. That is so cool. Actually, we had the, the opportunity to see it yesterday and it's so cool to see familiar faces and young faces and how people grow. That is incredible. Yeah, and to see the, the, the older generation on that photo, and they, they, they haven't aged that much. So, <laughs> and they're still around. Um, I mean, and it's really been amazing. Um, do, I mean, there is these two guys specifically on that photo um, that, that's not with us anymore, but it's, it was really great to, to think back about old Jonathan Peterson and, uh, um, and Moose um, that worked with us in the vineyards and uh, they, they've worked with us until in the last days and it was, it was really such a privilege to get to know them and their families. Um, uh, I know Moose, um, um, I had the privilege, he passed away next next to me in the Bucky. We, I raced him to the, hospital, to the hospital. And um, that was, I mean, to, to be part of that, um, it, I mean, that was an amazing uh, privilege for me to, to be able to be with him on his, in his last minutes. Oh, David, <laughs> you're such a special man, dude. I, I very, really do admire how much you love the people and get involved with the people and, and look for that growth that we're talking about in everyone. Yeah, no, it's, it's really great fun to, 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 to work with them and um, really try to, to help each other. And uh, as I said, we, we all on a journey. We all, um, we all need to live and, and, and grow in person and with the company as well. And I, I believe if we better ourselves um, as, as people, then that will reflect directly in our work as well. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, um, let's get a little bit personal now, Davi. Okay. <laughs> Maybe oh. not too personal. <laughs> um, I've, I know your family, you've got two wonderful kids, <laughs> a lovely wife. Do you see a future for your kids or would you hope for a future for your kids in the viticulturing industry and in the wine industry? Absolutely. I think, um, I think there's a future for anybody 
if you've got a passion for something, you will make a, make opportunities for yourself. Um, you will make it work. So, but no, I, I honestly believe this. This it, the wine industry viticulture is such a new um, young industry still in South Africa. There's so much to get learned, and um, we there's um, yeah there's so we've haven't had vines here for so long, and there's every day there's new practices. We need to adapt. We can't do the same things that other countries do. So we need to find our own ways and. Um, so there's there's a lot of work still to get done. Yeah, I think it'd be so cool if your kids one day were viticulturists or something and they'd call you up for some advice. <laughs> <laughs> Someone so experienced and so great at what they do. It would be amazing. So at this stage, my, my eldest, um, he's convinced he's going to become a game ranger. <laughs> okay, so, still so part of nature, though. Still part of nature. Yeah. So so at least the, the heart is in the right place. So, <laughs> so let, let's see. You never know. Win him over with some wine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, David, yeah. thank you so much for joining us on the podcast again. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Keep up the good work, the hard work. You guys are sweating out there. <laughs> it really is amazing work and really so influential to what we have to do. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much, thank Jeremy. You, yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate Thanks. you. Cheers.